0: Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction, you wanna go. Find purpose, passion, and mastery in all that you do with status host. Hey, Status Post Adulting family, this is Sammy and Michelle, and you're listening to the 41st episode of Status Post Adulting, where we are going to be talking about F.U. money. But first, let me check in with my co-host, Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good, Sammy. How are you? I'm doing really good. This past weekend, I got to visit one of my friends from PA school, Jess. Which was super fun. She's living in Durham right now in North Carolina. And we did a haunted history ghost tour, which was super fun. Especially since, as you all know by now, I love Halloween and I love spooky things. So it was just super fun. Did you see any ghosts? No. No, to be honest, I didn't see any ghosts. But I did feel like I could have seen some ghosts. Do you want to see them? Obviously. I would like to just see them from afar, but like not super close up. Speaking of ghosts, we did also watch Casper, the friendly ghost. Very, very interesting to watch it as an adult. No wonder you thought you'd want to see a ghost then. (laughs) I don't think ghosts are like Casper. They're very scary. Some are like Casper, not all ghosts are mean. I definitely think it's a requirement. You have to be mean. If you're happy, you wouldn't be haunting the earth. It's it was kind of funny because Casper is a super friendly, nice ghost, but then he has these three aggressive uncle ghosts who are really mean <laughs> and i'm like see ghost family are just like human families <laughs> a lot of family baggage a lot of follows family. you to your death <laughs> like okay you know i know i'm being really nice right now but you know you got to keep your act together because soon the rest of my family's going to be in here and they're not as nice so please get your shit together my family, I love them. They have some questionable opinions. <laughs> they're a little bit aggro. <laughs> they might do some things that some people might say are mean, but deep down, they're good people. Deep down, they're good people. Yeah, but just uh, be on your best behavior. I'm glad to hear you had a good weekend, regardless. Thank you, Michelle. Yes, it was a lovely weekend. And another thing that was super exciting about it is my friend Jess is pretty into finance as well. So it was just nice to have another friend who was like, oh my God consumerism is terrible and I just want to save my money and have a safety net and have wealth and have FU money. Seamless. Thank you. This week, Sammy and I wanted to talk about FU money. We may have dropped mentions of it before, but it's a good topic to go into and talk about conceptually. Part of the reason why I think is when you talk about things like financial independence or retire early. Sometimes those are more long-term goals that people don't care as much about. But I think the concept of FU money really resonates with a lot of people. And it definitely resonates with me. Yes, Michelle. And by FU money, we mean Freedom Unlimited money. You money, Sammy. Freedom Unlimited is the pg version that the podcast choose uses so if you're discussing it with people who need a pg acronym freedom unlimited is the way to go are you talking about 13 year olds (laughs) (laughs) for everyone else it's you money because it's the kind of money that you need to say you i love it sam but for the sake of this podcast we will continue calling it f you money yes michelle and we should probably start with what is f you money F money is when you have enough money to get yourself out of a bad situation without having to worry about the financial consequences. Yes, there's emergency funds. Yes, there's a financial independence number. F you money? It's more based on a feeling. It's just when you know that you feel like you have enough money that you can say, you know what? I'm not dealing with this situation anymore. And then you office space it out of there. Next thing you know, you and your friends are all smashing printers on the lawn because you're not dealing with it anymore. You're just not dealing with it. Not status post-adulting advice for quitting your job, <laughs> but an option if you wanted to. And I agree, Sammy. F you money. A lot of times people think specifically in, say, a work environment where I guess in the most dramatic version of this is you're sick of your job. You're sick of them telling you what to do. You don't got anything lined up and you're like, F you, I'm leaving. I'm quitting. You're not getting two weeks notice. I am out. Exactly, Michelle. We do encourage happy, healthy conversations in any kind of work experience. But I do think there have been times in a lot of people's lives where you're in a situation, whether it's work or not, and things start to go south. There are unexpected changes and you feel stuck because you need that paycheck. It's super normal to want to keep making money so that you can pay your bills and continue supporting yourself and potentially your family. That's so true, Michelle. And I think the opposite of that is way more common. People really despising or hating their jobs or the situation that they are in, but they cannot leave that situation because they just do not have enough money saved up to comfortably leave. And Those situations, they can happen to people of all different income types. If you don't have that money saved up, you just can't make decisions like that on the fly or on the whim. I totally agree, Zimi. In a country where a lot of people say that they cannot afford an unexpected four hundred dollar situation, a lot of people are not in a position where they can leave their job tomorrow. That's so true, Michelle. And another thing about FU money is you start to get the confidence of FU money even before you start doing anything dramatic, like leaving your job. Once you start building up enough of a savings, you feel a little bit more confident to point out things that are bothering you or encourage changes at your work. And in a weird, almost ironic way, it makes you a better employee because you kind of have the balls to stand up for yourself and be like, you know what? I think that we actually shouldn't put up with that or actually I think this should be different. And then your coworkers and the people you work with and work for respect you because they know that you're going to sh- openly share your opinion and you're not going to be a coward. Absolutely, Sammy. One reason we wanted to talk about FU money was less about coming from a place of anger. Yes, I'm sure there's plenty of situations out there where people want to throw the match to the office and call it a day. But what I really appreciate about the concept of FU money and having a little bit of money to support yourself in case something goes wrong is actually being able to be more confident in your job take more risks, and be able to say like hey i'm gonna stick this out i'm going to challenge my coworkers in a healthy way and i'm not going to be weighed down with the fear of losing my job because i know i have the capacity to lose my job and still be okay it doesn't have to be so negative like i hate my job and i want to march out of here exactly michelle People might be like, why is this meek girl so willing to stand up for this right now at this workplace meeting? Well, it's the equivalent of big energy. You got a lot of money and you're not really worried about people being like, you know what? We can fire you and we can hold that over your head. You don't have to suck up to anybody. You can freely speak because at the end of the day, you can get on. You can go on without this job if needed. A colorful analogy, Sammy. (laughs) And I appreciate your foray into pop culture. Thanks. (laughs) I will speak more from personal experience. (laughs) I remember when I was having a really difficult time at my last job. There were a lot of changes going on that were really, really crazy. And I didn't feel like I had gotten everything I had out of the job opportunity. And I really, really felt like I could challenge myself and still learn and grow a lot more in that opportunity. And so I was like, I'm going to double down, like I'm staying here, I'm going to work hard. If they want to get rid of me, they can get rid of me, but as long as they're willing to have me, I want to try to better myself and see if I can really take myself to the next level. And I remember one of my coworkers, one of my friends, asking me as he was leaving, kind of concerned. Like, hey, I just want to know, like, are you financially okay if something happens? It was very sweet. I I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not worried. Like, I know I'll be able to bounce back if something happens. I have a lot of safety nets in place that I think that will sustain me long enough until I need to find my next opportunity if something does happen. And that's when I actually really appreciated FU money, because once again, it wasn't me saying you to my employer. It was actually the opposite. I was like, hey guys, still here, really want to figure this out. And it worked out really well because I was able to learn more, better myself, and my superiors were able to see that, and I think they really appreciated it. However, if I had more financial insecurity and felt like I had to interview at the same time, there's no way I would have been able to take the time to put some extra effort into my current job if I was also spending time looking for a new job. And so I really appreciated in that moment being able to know that I could like stick through something as long as I wanted to and I had control in that situation no matter what ended up happening. That's so true, Michelle. FU money doesn't always have to be about leaving your job. It can be about staying at a job where you're not necessarily super proficient or the best employee there. It can give you the opportunity to stay in situations where you are learning a ton Because they're more new or novel situations for you without having to worry about whether you're going to get fired or you're going to lose your job. Because once again, you know that you are financially okay. Exactly, Sammy. And I think the key is that this happens a lot in new jobs. I was just talking to a friend recently and they started a new job and there's a lot of unknowns and unexpected things and sort of this idea of did I make the right choice? do I see this through? Is something going to happen? And I was saying like, hey, like you have this great opportunity to learn every day. Like there haven't been any major red flags thus far. You're getting paid to show up every single day. And if anything does happen, I know you're going to be okay. And I know you have created a situation for yourself where you have a safety net in case something does happen. And I think that itself ends up taking away such an like a stress and an anxiety when you're starting a new job. That's right, Michelle. The point you bring up about the new job is really good because I think a lot of times people don't want to switch their job unless they know it's going to be absolutely perfect and they feel like they will 100% love it and they will 100% do well at it and they will 100% be a valued employee, but that prevents us from taking risks because Of course, the jobs that we feel like we're going to be great candidates for are jobs that are probably places where we're not going to learn as much as somewhere where we're going to feel uncomfortable and we're going to feel pushed. At the same time, if you don't have enough money to sustain yourself, you're going to feel very uncomfortable making those kind of switches for reasons beyond your abilities. You're going to be worried that if something happens to your job, you're not going to have the financial resources to sustain yourself. That's exactly right, Sammy. And so I think it's important to make a quick distinction here, which is what is the difference between FU money and, say, an emergency fund, which we define as having at least three to six months worth of money to support yourself in case something happens and you're not able to work, you can still cover your bills and your basic expenses. That's a good distinction, Michelle. And the funny thing is, is I think that the amount of money that you need for FU money really depends on your risk tolerance. Somebody with a high risk tolerance may feel like they have FU money when they have one month saved up because, hey, if they can live for one month, they feel pretty comfortable versus other people may not feel like they have FU money until they have four or five years saved up. That sounds like a lot, Tammy, but I think you're right. I think it is all about your mentality. And also I think why it's important to know how much money you do have across your investments and how liquid that money is because for me when i was just saving money and putting some of it in investments and moving it around maybe in the right places but not really adding it all up and seeing what i had that made me live in a constant state of financial uncertainty because i never really knew if i was overspending or underspending or within my budget or or whatever it is when i actually sat down and took stock of the money that i had it really was able to give me a sense of okay if something happened this is how long i could last and it made me realize, wait, actually, I can take some more risks in my life. I can take a little bit of extra time off if I want to because I have more financial stability than I wanted. And also in my case, that I should move more of my savings into my investments. But (laughs) because I have no risk tolerance when it comes to my emergency fund. But I do like to have a little bit of cushion. I don't want to have only my emergency fund. I'd rather not touch that unless it's a true emergency. Exactly, Michelle. And that's another reason I recommend tracking your net worth. When you track your net worth, you can watch it grow and you actually know how much money you have. And not only is it super fun, like one of my favorite things to do every month, but it really gives you a new perspective on that confidence because a lot of times we'll be saving and we will not realize how much our money has grown. But if you track your net worth, you have that reminder every month that, hey, you know what? You're good for X number of months or X number of years. And that can really change your confidence level. Definitely, Sammy. And it doesn't even have to be an F you situation. Maybe you're thinking, hey, I'd love to take a sabbatical. I'd love to travel. I'd love to take some time off. A lot of those things actually don't cost as much money as we think they do. And we just have this idea of this far off goal or adventure that we can go on without realizing that we might already have the money to do what we want to do. And if we want to quit our job or even ask for some time off, then we have the flexibility to do that and can take a little bit of a financial hit if necessary. So Michelle, takeaways for this episode. I think one of the takeaways is track your net worth. Because yes, having a vague sense of how much money you have can increase the feeling of F you money. But when you literally track your net worth, you will have a much stronger sense of the F in the U. The F in the U, exactly. I agree, Sammy. A takeaway is also that having a little bit of financial stability, having some money saved up or money invested, actually gives you some flexibility, some confidence, some swagger, if you will, at your work. I just want to say sammy and i do not promote being an a-hole at work Mm, no we are not those kind of people but i do think we live in so much fear sometimes when it comes to our work and crazy things can happen but we can feel like we have so much more control even if we like our jobs knowing that we are able to take care of ourselves and even live in financial abundance if we decide to leave our security net And Michelle, I know we talked a lot about examples related to work, but another example could be related to housing. For example, if you're living with roommates or you're living in a situation that you don't like, you can move. You can change things when you have F.U. money. You don't have to tolerate whatever you had previously agreed to. F.U. money gives you that freedom to change your mind and switch your path without having to have everything perfect lined up. That's a great point, Sammy. FU Money is about creating some independence for yourself so that you can make decisions that are the best for you and your loved ones, whether or not that's related to your work. Well, Michelle, this brings us to this week's content corner. Do you have anything you would like to share? Actually, Sammy, I do because I just finished Angela Duckworth's Grit. Oh my god, I am literally obsessed with Angela Duckworth. I would love to meet her one day. And if she, for some reason, listens to this podcast, please email us at statuspostadulting at gmail.com because we are dying to meet you. Or we can email her too. I'll let her know how much I love her book. It's true. Sammy and I love Angela Duckworth. We actually listen to No Stupid Questions or podcast all the time. And we listen to so many of her interviews and things like that, that I was like, oh, I know what grit is. Conceptually, I've heard about it, but I've never actually picked up the book. And so I listened to the audiobook these past couple weeks and I enjoyed it so much. I highly recommend the book. If you're just looking for a reason to get a little bit of motivation, find a way to dig deep within yourself and really reach for your goals. Like I felt so motivated after reading the book. Every chapter is so great. She reads it and her voice is just so fun, so calming. I love her so much. Highly recommend Grit. It was such a good book, beginning to end, and she talks a lot about raising gritty kids too. I don't have kids, but those chapters were interesting, and I imagine they're interesting if you're raising children. If you don't want to start with the whole book and you're not familiar with Angela Duckworth, I would recommend her podcast, her interview with Brene Brown, which we'll link in our show notes, or No Stupid Questions, which is a podcast that Sammy and I love, where her and Stephen Dubner of Freakonomics go and answer any questions that people have. Yeah, Michelle, that podcast is so great because it's intellectually stimulating and they are also so funny. It's one of the only podcasts that gets me LOLing every single time. I just love them both so much. That's not true, Sammy. I hear you LOLing (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Michelle is always hearing me with my headphones on LOLing while she's trying to sleep. So sorry. (laughs) I'm like, what's so funny? She's like, oh, nothing, you know. (laughs) Just be too hard to explain at that point. It's like someone having an inside joke when nobody else is in the room with you. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, feel free to shoot us any recommendations that you have. We love books. We love podcasts. We love learning. Send us a message. DM us at Adulting on Instagram. You can email us statuspostadulting at gmail.com. We're even on TikTok. If you really feel like doing that, At add Adulting. But most importantly, be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.